That's an excerpt of a piece called Rendezvous One by Korean composer Suhai Kim. I heard a very interesting instrument, the gayagum. This is a traditional Korean instrument. It's very much like a 12-string zither, and it was paired there with the Western instrument, the cello. So we hear these two musical worlds colliding in this piece, Rendezvous One. Our performers were Hee Young Kim on the gayagum and Gi Young Bai on the cello. Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bosted. Today's program is part one of a two-part series called In the Field, South Korea. I got to travel to Seoul, where I met with Su Hai Kim, the composer we heard at the opening of the program today, and so many other exciting composers from different generations in Korea. It was a very exciting trip for many reasons. For one thing, it was the first time that Relevant Tones has been in Asia, so I think that was a really great opportunity for us. It was also the first time that we've done our interviews through an interpreter, so that was pretty cool. And I want to give a special thanks to Lucy Park, whose voice we'll be hearing a lot of on these two episodes in the field, South Korea. And especially also to her Sejong Cultural Society here in Chicago, who helped set up these interviews and really make the trip run as smoothly as it possibly could. One of the interviews that Lucy set up for us that I was especially excited about was with Sung Ho Huang. He's the president of the Korean National Composers Association. He was a member of a movement in the 70s and 80s in Korea called Third Generation, which wanted to bring nationalistic music back into the concert hall in Korea. So it was a real great honor to get to talk with him about his music and especially about his importance in Korean music. The first thing I asked him was about this important movement, Third Generation. 어 왜냐면은 우리의 그 음악사에 있어서 서양 음악이 유입된 이후에 yeah, so there was no nationalism at that time so they just imported western music and that was only uh, genre. 우리 folk music styles but after the liberation from Japanese colonization it didn't continue so we didn't have nationalistic music so I was part of a movement. Uh, it was named as Third Generation. Uh, so we started the movement to incorporate Korean elements into the music composition. And in my generation, there was a turmoil in terms of political and social uh, situation. So we thought about participating in the social issue and political issue at that time. That's composer Sung Ho Huang talking about the third generation and especially the importance that it had at that time coming after the Japanese occupation ended. I want to play an excerpt of a piece of his that exemplifies this idea of Korean traditional music being written for Western instruments or to be performed in the concert hall. This is an excerpt of a piece called Nori. It's for violin and cello. Music of Sung Ho Huang. Thank you. 
an excerpt of a piece called Nori. It's written for violin and cello, but it's very much in the style of Korean traditional music, and on purpose. That is by composer Sungho Hwang, who is one of three important composers that were part of Third Generation, a movement in the 70s and 80s, to bring this music, traditional Korean music, to the concert hall and to shape a musical identity for a new Korea after the Japanese occupation was over. We're going to talk to the other two composers who were part of this movement later in the show. When I met Sung Ho Huang, I asked him, of course, about this third generation movement, but it was a very successful movement, and like a lot of restless creative people, once the movement was successful, he looked to new directions. The piece that I want to play is actually a very, very recent piece. This is for three harpsichords. Here he is to tell us about the genesis of this piece. This was commissioned by three harpsichordists, and I thought this is a rare opportunity to write music for three harpsichords. And then once I start working on it, I realized that all three has the same sound quality, so it was a real challenge. The interesting thing was the three harpsichords had a different range of the sound. So one had uh, did not have the high uh, high pitch. So there was a difference in the range. I thought this is very similar to human because every human are different. So this is um, um, as if uh, the person has a difficulty with a high altitude. And the one harpsichord had high range, and the other harpsichord could not reach to the high range because they didn't have it. So three harpsichords tried to race towards the top range. So only one reached the high, uh, high notes, but the other two could not reach it because they didn't have it. That's composer Sung Ho Huang talking about the piece we're about to hear, Triskelion, with a very interesting instrumentation of three harpsichords. I love what he's talking about, how he's conceptualized differentiating the three instruments. I also think it's interesting how we normally think of the harpsichord as having a very fast attack and a very quick decay. But here, with three harpsichords, the composer is able to get a much more sustained sound and quite a lot of volume. Let's have a listen to this performance by Hyun Ju Ko, Hyai Jung Kang, and Laurent Techni harpsichords. Triskelion by Sung Ho Huang.
That's got to be more volume than you normally hear from the harpsichord, although in this case it's three harpsichords. That's Triskelion by composer Sung Ho Huang, one of the many composers we talked with in Seoul, South Korea. That's a great performance by Hyun Ju Ko, Hyai Jung Kang, and Laurent Techni, harpsichords. Triskelion by Sung Ho Huang. As I mentioned, composer Sung Ho Huang is also the president of the Korean National Composers Association. The next composer I want to feature is their director of public relations. That's Do Wan Yu. First, I talked to him about the Korean Composers Association and what their mission and core activities are. So initially, Korean Composers Association was founded to promote the rights and advance the career of composers, particularly with the issue of copyrights. But lately, uh, this uh, organization uh, has a lot of university professors, so the main activities are uh, organized by the professors. And is the main activity to organize concerts? So one of the activities is organizing concerts, but we try to be a soundboard of composers uh, uh, many different critical issues. And also we try to archive the concerts uh, organized by the subgroups that belong to this organization. And we publicize the concerts organized by all our subgroups and our group. That's composer Do Wan Yu talking about the important work of the Korean National Composers Association, organizing concerts and allowing composers to hear the music that they write, performed, and most importantly, I think, getting the music out to the general public, making them aware that there are a lot of classical composers still writing music and adding to this wonderful art form. I had a chance to go to one of the concerts that he's talking about, and it was very impressive. First of all, it was in a very hip venue. There was all kinds of wonderful art strewn around the lobby. Um, but secondly, the performances were very high quality. The music was in a lot of different styles. Everything was really wonderful. And I heard a piece by Doan Yu, and he's a great composer. So in addition to all the work that he's doing with the Composers Association, he's also a fantastic composer himself. So let's feature a piece of his. This is called Action Painting. Here's an excerpt of our conversation about this piece. 근데 이제 예를 들어 가지고 이런 트릴의 모습 같은 경우는 액션 페인팅이 뭐냐면 이제 뭐 이게 like a painting with a different method such as blowing the paint on the uh, on the canvas uh, and the 물감 뿌린다든지 아니면 액션 페인팅 Rosenberg and, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, so it's a very gestural kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you're you're uh, making those sounds in the piece, mm. yeah, sounds yeah, yeah, that yeah. represent, and then the action painting when it hits the canvas, it goes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you, does the music kind of do that as well? So trill represents a mist of the paint or splashing on the canvas or sometimes those drops of painting rolling down the canvas and the other parts of the music also uh, try to show the action painter's movement. As composer Do Wan Yu talking about this idea of a sonic representation of the painting styles of Jackson Pollock and Robert Rauschenberg, action painting. Let's have a listen. This is for flute and percussion. We're going to hear Anne Bombach, flute, with Borja Manzano, percussion. 
You can really hear what the composer is talking about in that piece, action painting. You can really hear this idea of paint splashing on the canvas. So much fun. That was Anne Bombach playing flute with Boria Manzano percussion. Action painting by Korean composer Doan Yu. You're listening to Relevant Tones, a show featuring the music of contemporary composers. Today is part one of a two-part series entitled In the Field, South Korea, and featuring first-hand interviews with composers and performers in this busy capital of contemporary music, Seoul. For streaming and podcasting versions of this and all previous episodes, visit relevanttones.com. I'm featuring music and interviews recorded in Seoul, South Korea, on a recent trip taken here by the Relevant Tones team. This is part one of a two-part series, In the Field, Seoul. We encountered a lot of different things, as you would expect, composers incorporating Korean traditional music, composers who were going in a different direction, even a composer who told us that he didn't want to be identified as a Korean composer, he just wants to write music. But I didn't expect to run into a third streamer, and yet that's exactly what composer Gon Huang is, somebody very interested in synthesizing jazz and Western classical elements in his pieces. I'm going to play a piece of his called Wimbo Diplos. The first question I asked Gon Huang was about the title. To understand what this title is, is very important uh, in order to understand my music as well. Wimbo is Swahilian, actually, and Diplos is Greek. So Wimbo means just melody, you know? and Diplos is duality or two in Greek. So this is song of duality. So basically, I like to combine two different things together. What are the dual elements in this piece that you're combining? Uh, one is mm, like uh, intuitive materials, like jazz or improvisation, you know? Many people said that we have two brains, right? So maybe for the right brain, we can do some kind of intuitive things, right? Improvisation or uh, emotions and feelings. But for the other brain, we could do uh, some kind of logical things, you know, mathematical things, systematical things. So, so I, I wanted to combine those two different things at the same time because we had that kind of brains together in our body. And then just tell me, I mean, how are you doing that musically? There's a lot of static rhythms in some instruments and free rhythms in others. Is, is that part of it? Or just tell me how you're combining those elements actually with the instruments. Uh, if you look at the first bar and second bar, you could see some material which was coated 
directly from a Thelonious monk, who is one of the famous jazz uh, musicians. And then it is going to another music. It, it's like a transformation, you know. It is getting changed into another music, which is Beethoven's music. This is o opus number one, Beethoven's uh, piano trio. So maybe this situation can explain about my uh, compositional tendency or motivation effectively. So it, I, I think it's very interesting. So from Thelonious Monk's music to Beethoven's piano trio, the transformation. That's an excerpt of my interview with composer Gan Huang, which we're talking about the piece we're about to hear an excerpt of, Wimbo Diplos. Again, this is a piece in the third stream style, synthesizing jazz with Western classical. Here's the Ensemble Interactive Tokyo performing, Yuki Morimoto conducting. Thank you. 
It's an excerpt of Wimbo Diplos by composer Gon Huang. Great example of third stream music. You can really hear the jazz influences, but the classical influences are there too, especially the Beethoven influence. That was Ensemble Interactive Tokyo, Yuki Morimoto conducting. The next composer I want to feature is Manbang Yi, and this is another composer I was very excited to have the opportunity to talk with. He, along with the composer that we talked to earlier, Sung Ho Huang, was a member of the third generation, this movement in the 1970s and 80s to establish a Korean national identity in music, especially by using folk and traditional elements in their concert pieces. When I spoke with him, I asked him about this deeply personal work that we're about to hear a movement of, the second string quartet. <laughs> 92년이니까, yeah. It was in 1992, I was in the mid-40s, mid and I was thinking about that uh, very seriously. So I thought that death is not always a sad uh, event, and this is something that everybody should accept uh, as a natural phenomenon. And in a sense, it could be the really happy ending. So uh, you can uh, think it through the religious teaching, and uh, the Buddhism uh, has been in this country for a long time. It became part of our life. Had something happened in your life that you were thinking about this in your only your mid forties? Uh, so I, everybody uh, must die at some point. And around that time, some of my friends uh, died. At that time, uh, our country went through uh, a serious turbulence. So it's not only just uh, dying of people, but I also felt that our cultural identity was also disappearing. So I thought about uh, what is death and what is uh, disappearing uh, cultural identity. So after I wrote this piece, I named this as Amitabhu, which means Buddha in Indian. Sanskrit it's an excerpt of a very interesting conversation I had with composer Manbang Yi. We started out talking about his string quartet number two, and then wound up talking about the Korean national identity and Buddhism, all kinds of wonderful things. Let's have a listen to the piece he was telling me about, string quartet number two. We're going to hear movement five. This is the Bethesda String Quartet performing. <laughs> Thank you. 
very interesting piece of music by Man Bang Yi, very personal music. The composer here is musically airing his thoughts about death, both personal, the death of a friend, the death of a human being, but also in a wider sense, a larger context, the death of the Korean national identity, which he felt at that time, this would have been the early to mid-80s, was disappearing, and also Buddhism, which was the old religion of Korea, which he felt was disappearing. So he references Buddhism in the title, Amitabha. We heard the fifth movement of String Quartet Number no. 2 by Man Bang Yi. Great performance by the Bethesda String Quartet. We have time for one more composer today on part one of In the Field, South Korea. And I want to feature part of a very interesting setting of The Passion Story. This is by Gyon Yong Lee. Here is to tell us about how this piece came about and his own personal inspiration. My father was a pastor, and he gave me two precious um, inheritance. There's uh, music and the belief. But he was very sick in his last period. So I felt some death to him. So I planned a long time to write a passion in memoriam to my father. And in 2006, about 10 years ago, my church, the Anglican Church of Korea, commissioned me uh, a work. And I, at that time, I decided to write this passion. Usually, uh, the composer writes passion according to a gospel, John, and Ma- Matthew, and, and so on. But I chose 16 texts from four gospels. And I inserted uh, 10 other pieces, not using the biblical texts. Some of them I wrote myself, the texts, and some of them is from a poet of my church members. One is Ave Verum Corpus, and so on. Yeah. Tell me about the musical language in the piece. It is a mixture. Some pieces um, is very Western traditional and using tertian harmony, very much church music. And some of them are using Korean traditional melody and rhythm too. Rhythm is almost based on the Korean language. Therefore, it, it is quite unique, I think. That's composer Gyeon Yong Lee talking about the music we're about to hear, which is The Passion of Jesus Christ. This conversation with Gyeon Yong Lee was so interesting to me, and it was something that I would encounter again and again in conversations with composers and performers, and that's the importance of Christianity in their lives. Christianity is really on the rise in Korea, and it's especially influential in the music of so many composers that we talk to. Let's have a listen to how this passion story inspired composer Gyeon Yong Lee. We're going to hear Eli Eli Lama Sabatani from his Passion of Jesus Christ. This is the Village of Music Chorus with soloists Chang Il Park and Che Ol Chang. Jun Chel Hong is conducting.
모양으로 대사제들과 부터학자들과 원로들도 
그리고 그 중에 한 사람은 곧 달려가 해면을 신포도 주의 적시어 갈대 끝에 꽂아 예수께 목을 축이라고 주었다 그러나 다른 사람들은 an excerpt of a much larger piece called The Passion of Jesus Christ by composer Gyeongyong Lee. We heard Eli Eli Lama Sabatani, or O Lord, Why Hast Thou Forsaken Me, which Jesus is said to have yelled out while upon the cross. That appears only in the Gospel of John, but as we heard the composer say, he took 16 texts from amongst the four different Gospels. Usually the inspiration is from one Gospel only in a Passion, but here he's created a more personal statement by drawing the passages that he likes from amongst the four Gospels equally. We heard the Village of Music chorus, Chang Il Park and Cheol Chang were the soloists, Jun Chel Hong conducting. I think that piece is a great way to end the first part of our two-part series on Korean composers. We've heard so many different things that are happening, and there's so much more in store. Hope you'll stay tuned for part two of In the Field, Soul. The Living Tones is produced by Jesse McCorders, with special thanks to Rory Hartong-Redden. You can find us as a podcast on iTunes, and for more information about the program and the artists we've featured, or for streaming versions of all previous episodes, you can visit us at relevanttones.com. In the Field Soul was supported by Lucy Park and the Sejong Cultural Society in Chicago, with special thanks to Dr. Suk Park Cho and Jung Cho, as well as Yu Kim. Relevant Tones is made possible in part by the generous support of GCM Grovner, the Aaron Culpin Fund for Music, the Amphion Foundation, and the listener supporters of the WFMT Fine Arts Circle. This project is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts, Art Works. I'm Seth Bostead, and this is the WFMT Radio Network.